Welcome, dear ones, to lectures by the Advocate of the Arcturian Path Sanctuaries International. All of these lectures will contain material or be relevant to the book that you can order on the Arcturian Path Sanctuaries website called The Arcturian Path, The Way of Human Liberation. But even if you have not ordered or read that book, the information herein and in lectures to follow will certainly help you along your journey of spiritual awakening and understanding. This particular lecture is intended to be a short introduction to the basic tenets and beliefs of the Arcturian path. Let us begin with the Bible and as an extension all existing earth religions or at least all institutional earth religions to this point the Bible contains both truth and error. It is a book designed to disinform. It's a tool of disinformation. And as with all disinformation, the combination of error with truth tends to fool people more than to have a book or system or inst institution that's built completely on error. Right? That little bit of truth fools people. So the Bible is that type of tool for disinformation. It contains truth and it contains error. And because of that, it is necessary to have an authoritative interpreter who interprets not just the Bible, the Holy Scriptures of the Hebrew Testament and the New Testament, but also other books of other earth religions, whether it be Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, all existing religious texts are tools of disinformation. And it is only through the Arcturian path and through the interpretation of the advocate, the comforter, the spirit of truth, that these texts can be properly interpreted and understood. Because the Arcturian path is a movement for the restoration of original Christianity, it is the Bible that we focus on mostly when we're talking about these religious texts. And the Arcturian Path even publishes uh, an authorized version of the Holy Scriptures that include the books of the New Testament that are wholly reliable and trustworthy. None of the Hebrew Testament books are completely trustworthy. There's only a few of the New Testament books that are. And uh, one uh, book that's not commonly found in the Christian canon. So the Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of John, 
the epistle to the Galatians, both epistles to the Thessalonians, and all three epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Those are the only books wholly without error, and also they can only be understood through the authoritative interpretation of the advocate. Because there is terminology, even in those books, that can be misunderstood if not presented properly and defined properly. So who are the gods? Who is God? The God of the Old Testament of the Hebrew Scriptures. Traditional institutionalized Christianity and Judaism and Islam, for that matter, will teach that God is one. Now with Christians, they have the concept of the Trinity as well. But all three of the monotheistic religions teach that God is the one supreme, perfect, compassionate, loving being. Nothing could be further from the truth. And the texts themselves, as they exist, are enough to show that. In Genesis chapter 1, when the English version reads, In the beginning... God created or God began to create. The Hebrew word for God is Elohim. Elohim is plural. So a proper translation would either be the gods or the council of the gods began to create. So right from the beginning of the Hebrew scriptures, there's this concept of the gods or the council of the gods. And when one begins to truly understand the scriptures through the authoritative interpretation of the advocate and walking in the Arcturian path, one begins to realize that these Elohim are not divine in the sense that we consider a being to be divine, not a god per se. But they are actually extraterrestrial beings, aliens, not, not of this world, not of this earth. The Elohim are extraterrestrial beings who genetically manipulated certain primate species that existed on earth 200,000 years ago to basically genetically create or modify humans into existence. Why did they do this? They did it to create a so-called slave race. And by slave race, I do not mean an actual workforce, but the Elohim genetically modified primates to create modern humans as a slave race that they could attach themselves to our souls to our spirits. So there's two ways that the Elohim use humans, the humans that they've genetically created. One is um, a being that they can attach themselves to spiritually. And every human being is born 
with an Elohim entity attached to their soul. And this is because the Elohim have lost the ability to experience certain emotions um, that humans can experience. Primarily, extreme extremes of fear and joy. So the extremes of human emotion are why the Elohim attach themselves to human souls, so that they can experience those extremes. And they devise systems, economic systems, educational systems, justice, so-called systems, religious systems that accentuate those extremes in emotion, and they feed off of that energy. So that's one reason that they genetically modified primates to create the modern human race. The other reason is that the Elohim are in league with certain reptilian races. And these are also extraterrestrials, of course, reptilian extraterrestrials. Um, and these reptilians are shapeshifters. But the reptilians, who are in league with the Elohim anyway, need a literal food source. They feed off of human flesh and blood. So there are two reasons why humans have been genetically modified and created in the way that they have. One is for energetic purposes, for the Elohim to use energetically. The other is for reptilians to use as a literal food source. We are, in short, livestock for the reptilians. And uh, abduction phenomenon, missing persons especially. So those who are abducted never to return, many of those are, are used as this food source for the reptilians. Uh, that's the short version of this genetic manipulation and the, um, the plans that the Elohim and reptilians had for us from the beginning of their genetic manipulation. But they're also involved in a hybridization program currently, at least for the last few decades, to create a hybrid human-alien race that they intend to eventually take over the Earth, to create a new society, at which point whatever humans are not involved in that hybridization program would be a literal slave race. And this is likely to happen within the next two to four human generations. Some of these hybrids uh, already exist among us. They walk among us. They are in positions of leadership and authority, as well as um, in regular employment. And they look enough like us so as to almost be imperceptible. Now, all of this is the history of the human race up to the present, how it's being used and abused. But there's also, and this is the central message of the Arcturian sanctuaries. There is Arcturian positive extraterrestrial involvement. 
um, and the primary actors in this positive involvement are the Arcturian species, the Arcturian extraterrestrial race. Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago was an Arcturian in human flesh, in human form. Um, his real name is Jatasya. His father is Jananda, his mother is Shatha. These three beings are the primary Arcturian guides that are leading the movement for human liberation, human salvation from the Elohim. And they are the beings that the Arcturian Path Sanctuaries are founded on. They offer salvation through soul exorcism of the Elohim that is attached to each one of us when we are born. So by following the path of Jatasya, the Arcturian path, the Elohim can be exorcised from our souls. And we are also then in following in the footsteps of Jatasya, promised the end of the reincarnational cycle on this prison planet and rebirth with Jatasya uh, on Arcturus. So rebirth on the planet of Jatasya after this, our current incarnation, if we are members in good standing and disciples of Jatasya. So that's just a brief introduction of the Arcturian Path Sanctuaries International. Uh, you will find lectures posted primarily on the interpretation of those New Testament books that I mentioned a few moments ago that are trustworthy documents describing the mission and ministry of Jatasya when he was in his incarnation as Jesus Christ and the the writing, some of the writings of his earliest disciples 2,000 years ago. So those um, lectures will follow. So stay, uh, stay tuned for those. And thank you very much for tuning in. May you be blessed, and may you have the light of Jatasya deep within your soul. May you be awakened to truth and live in compassion and empathy for all of your human brothers and sisters. Peace be with you.